0: Good evening, morning, whatever time it might be for you. This is Victoria and I'm back and it's been a while and I know it's been a while and I'm glad to be back here with y'all, especially with you in particular, but we have some, uh, some exciting news to share, info to spread, Uh, And it's just awesome. Like life is so good right now. And I hope it's good for you as well. But just life's amazing and I love it. Right? It's just perfect. Today was pajama day. Uh, If you don't know what pajama day is, it's a day where you get up, you have breakfast, you shower and you put your PJs right back on because you do not plan on leaving the house or having people come over today. So today was PJ day for me, uh, which is why I am in my PJs. Because it's how I roll, you know, you gotta, you gotta go crazy sometimes. And, uh, and that's, that's what this is all about today is easing back into it. Okay. I was gone for two months, two months, guys, two months. And it's nice to be home. Oh, did I miss my bed? But I'm so excited for what is coming. First updates. Uh, Ginger Puppies, the the Beauty and the Beast litter, is doing super-duper, okay? They're doing fantastic. Little boy who was having the issue. What it was, what the issue was, is it's basically the Allers danlos of the puppy world. And instead of having his legs below him whenever he was walking, they were splaying out to the side. It's what's commonly known as a swimmer puppy, right? Which... I didn't know what that was, right? I had had one client dog who was a swimmer puppy, was super aggressive, and they kept blaming it on the fact that he was a swimmer puppy, but it has nothing to do with that. And it's basically his joints are a little bit looser at this point. So what happened was Karen doesn't tell me for a little bit, and then she kind of made him little hobbles so his legs can't splay. So he has to get them underneath him and made him a little chest brace as well. And then uh, whenever she came out to Missouri and Rich had them here, Uh, He undertook the physical therapy stuff that she had started, uh, had to make him a new hobbles, made sure that he wasn't getting a lot of tummy time, that he was getting side time and back time. And and he got more snuggles and more hands-on than any of the other puppies, which they all got a lot, but he still got more. Uh, And then because of the physical therapy and such that was going on, he started losing weight. Well, not losing weight. He wasn't gaining as much weight as the other puppies and which put us in another worry and that's whenever i i posted about him because we didn't know what was going on well it turns out he was just too tired from all the physical therapy and he was missing the evening meal time you know the through the night meal time so rich stopped with the water aerobics and eased up on the physical therapy stuff and all this is to help him it doesn't mean that he's a dud you know, this is genetic stuff that happens. Well, it's not even genetic stuff. It's just the luck of the draw stuff that happens It has nothing to do with genetics. It has nothing to do with his parents. It has nothing to do with his litter mates. It is just on him. Just like first puppy had intestines born outside of her. This there's something with every litter and from talking to other breeders, losing a puppy or two on the litter is usual. I had somebody ask what this means for the future of our breeding program. This puppy was never in our breeding program. And as long as the other puppies don't have it and they're not affected by it, they don't know what causes it. Is it genetic? Is it because of a food that she ate or didn't eat? Is it because luck of the draw? You know, I don't know. Uh, But he's doing fantastic. I shot a little video of him and he was you know he was walking with his legs underneath him he's walking very well now uh he'll be cleared by the vet probably do x-ray if the vet thinks that's okay just to make sure everything's good before he does head home he will not be a service dog but he might make a very good therapy dog because he understands you know like he's been there and he's been so socialized with people that he's gonna love people more so than any of the other puppies so, you know, we'll see what all happens, but but that's the update on him, okay? Everything's doing great. He's doing great. Everyone's fantastic and happy, okay? Uh, next up, Candy is no longer here with me. She is in Gainesville with Karen, okay? And she's in Gainesville with Karen because she is due in a little over a week, about a week, week and a half-ish yeah it's getting close and when i saw her now i haven't seen her since before she got pregnant you know i was in missouri when rich drove her out to get knocked up and while i was here she was bleeding and we were checking her progesterone so to find that out is just kind of funny that she's huge and pregnant and she was so happy to see me whenever i came home sunday night Uh, but karen took her so she's getting used to being at karen's and she'll deliver her puppies there so depending on when they come and what's going on, I will head in there and I will be there to help her deliver her puppies and welcome them to the world, like I did with Lucy. But I wasn't able to do with Ginger because I was across the country. Okay, so that's our exciting news for Candy. I have not started. Hi Amy, uh, I have not started her puppy list yet because I'm going to see how many puppies she has first. But if you're interested. You know, shoot me an email. I had people who had told me that they were interested, but I do not have anybody on her waiting list yet because I'm not opening the waiting list up until she has her puppies. But if you want to know pricing, shoot me a message. If you want to know what all we're doing with these puppies, you know, you could check out Facebook and see what all we're doing with them. Or you can email me and I have it all on a list that I can send to you. Uh, Candy works as my service dog. She is fully clear health test wise. Uh, the baby daddy, the the stud, right? The sire is fully clear. He's also Europe because it's hard to find a fully clear one. Trust me, I know. It was hard finding a stud who fit my requirements because I had some pretty big requirements. Uh, So she is perfectly clear. He is perfectly clear. And he is also a service dog or a service dog in training. I'm not sure where exactly he's at right now with his training, but fantastic disposition, fantastic temperament. And these two are going to make amazing puppies. And then with the training that we can do too, they're going to be great companion dogs. They're going to be great service dogs. They're going to be great sport dogs. They're not going to be the crazy, crazy, I don't know what to do with this dog, right? Nobody wants that. But they're going to be fantastic doggos uh, and puppos. So if if you're thinking, I want a Doberman, I'm not sure. You know, we got you covered. Not only that, but they're going to have tails. We're not docking the tails. Cropping the ears happens when they're eight to ten weeks old so that's gonna be something for the owner to do if they can find a vet to do it which is very hard to do but we will leave the tails there because we're not gonna chop them off. Uh, That happens when they're one to three days old, usually two to three days old. Uh, You go in and it's basically like a guillotine nail clip where they just pop the tails off and they do the dew claws as well. We're leaving both of those unless Unless there's an issue and one needs to be removed for whatever reason. What reason would I be talking about? Well, Gypsy has a broken tail. So she has a kink in her tail. And Zoe has a very severe kink in her tail. So much so that things have gotten caught on it. Um, Branches have gotten caught on it. Leashes have gotten caught on, on Zoe's tail. And I would worry about that. So if any of them are born, you know, with a kink tail or whatever, we'll, we'll look at taking them to the vet and getting that evaluated and possibly docking that one. Otherwise we're not docking tails. They use their tails too much for balance, for stability, for fleetness, and communication. And I am not taking that away from the dogs. And I know that's going to limit on who's going to want a dog, a Doberman with a tail. But you know what? If it's not for you, then it's not for you. And yes, I love candy not having a tail because I don't have to worry about stepping on it or getting it caught in a doorway. But really, I have to do that with all my other dogs. So it's not a huge deal. And it won't be a huge deal for you either. So if you want somebody who cares more about the health and wellness and wholeness of the dog, of the Doberman, check us out. It's Okay. So that's part of what's going on. Another part of it is update on Gypsy. She had a bit of an ear infection on the drive back, which has been treating her with stuff that we have. And then we were generously uh, Lauren had lent us some of her stuff up there. So we've been working with that. And if it's bad, I'll take her to my bed. But I have stuff. It's not the first time, right? She usually doesn't get them, but she does. But she also had two or three hot spots going. Why all this stuff? Because I used somebody else's shampoo and water up there to give her a bath. And after I gave her a bath up there, she, the hot spot started and then the ear infection started. She was fine before. Usually she's fine whenever we travel. But she started getting, now was it because we were out in the woods and maybe she got a bite of something out there that caused it? I have no idea. But she has uh, one on her leg, one on one side of her body, one on the other side for hot spots. And I had brought her shed defender onesie. Okay. And I put it on her whenever this first started. I washed it once. I rinsed it out in the hotel room on the way home and let it drip dry. And then she got a bath yesterday and it came off and it hasn't gone back on. This is the first time I've ever had a dog have hot spots, not shave them because I did not shave them which means I have no bald spots. But because I used that shed defender and it was still able to breathe, but she wasn't able to get to it too much. I mean, there were wet spots from her chewing it, but she wasn't able to get to the boo-boo itself. She looks like she's doing good. So fingers crossed. And it also means, guess who ordered another shed defender? Cause we have two, we have the pink one and we have the blue one, the blue one's a bit bigger. And I left it here in case Rich needed it for any of the dogs here. But uh, when Gypsy travels now, she's going to travel with two shed defenders just to make sure that everything's good. Uh, so I need to add the shed defender. I order it on Amazon, I believe. Chewy has them too. Shed defender times two. We need ear cleaner and pads, uh, cotton pads. I'm adding to my list. Um, so then I can add it because I have a list I print out whenever I pack my packing list. And we need hotspot stuff, hotspot stuff. stuff. Uh, that So then I have all of that for the next time that we travel. I do like to have a running list. Let me know what, what you pack whenever you travel with your dog. You know, maybe it's something that I, I don't have yet. I didn't bring uh, face clippers. I could have done the poodle a bit. I didn't bring face clippers, uh, but poodles doing great. Uh, that's feet and uh, labs doing great. That's Bailey. Uh, they both gone home. Poodle was picked up Friday before, and then we left Saturday morning. Uh, we got here Sunday night and Monday, which is yesterday, is whenever uh, a lab owner came out to pick her up. So far, fantastic news from everybody and a purple ear cleaner. Amy, I will write that down. Purple ear cleaner. Um they're doing great. They're they're doing better than owners were ever expecting, which is always good for me. Uh, because my two months with Bart and Michael, I feel like I have reached a new level training-wise, which is good. You know, you spend all that money, you take all that time away from your family, away from, from your life to learn and to immerse yourself in learning, and you want to come back better than you were before. So I feel like I did I cannot wait we have some dogs coming in this week and whenever the dogs come in this week I can't wait to see how they do with this and of course all three of them are coming in on the same day one's coming in for pet one's for puppy one's for service work so of course they're going to be in three different programs but we can work on uh defining refining everything gypsy's doing great I started taking some of this stuff because Django was good Uh, I started doing it with Django as well. Uh, We are doing it with Rue, our border collie, Django, Rue, Gypsy. Uh, We have to start with Lucy. Uh, The puppy, Siren, we're doing. The only one we're not doing is Zoe, because she's old and I'm not, she couldn't be fat and sassy. But but yeah, so everything's going well with them. And then of course, Candy is, and Ginger are not available at this time, but they're in with Karen. So yay for us, I should be shooting some videos. My goal is to redo the online course, but I've got other things I need to do first. So we're looking at that possibly in December, redoing the online course. We do have November, Uh, we have our service dog school coming up. Uh, I think there's one or two spots left if somebody's interested. I was gonna cap it, well, I'll tell you what happened. I was gonna cap it at 10 to 12, I think we're at about 20 now. So we we're on five acres. People are more than welcome to wear masks. We, I'm going to tell them to bring hand sanitizer. We'll have some here. We'll have hand wash stations set up. Uh, but we need oh, porta potties, Karen. We need to start getting all that stuff planned. But we need to, um, Karen, porto potties. There, that's that's what I texted her. She'll know exactly what I mean. She's fantastic that way. Uh, But yeah, so we need to get everything ready for the November school and working with the dogs and getting these dogs going. We want to work on Rally for uh, Lucy and then for Ginger when she's done and for Gypsy. uh, And, you know, just do some businessy stuff that needs to get done. Uh, What colors are we expecting from the candy breeding? They will all be black and tans. Um, She's black and tan. He's black and tan. So we will only get black and tans. Uh, they might be recessive carriers. I don't understand the whole, the whole genetics things confuse me, but I know that it'll only be black and tans. Watch her come out with a whole bunch of reds, but that would be fine too, but it's not going to happen because of the genetics. Joanne, welcome home. Welcome home, lady. How, thank you. You're not. Yeah. Thank you. Is the more appropriate answer. Um, and then how are your two girls doing? And do we need to schedule, you a time to come down here or to meet up at Brownwood. We can do that as well. Um, Possibly tomorrow, possibly Friday or this weekend or next week. And what else? Oh, I wanted to talk about, there's stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about the uh, candy stuff, the hotspot, because I think that's huge. For somebody who's dealt with hotspots with some of the dogs that we've had, you know, it's really nice to know, okay, we have, this is what we do if this happens. Um, ooh, look what else we got. I want to talk about calm versus crazy. Oh, they're doing good, but we're leaving town. You know what? Have fun. You know, we're available if you need us. You can call, you can email, you can text us, you can shoot us a video. Um, and then hopefully you'll be back and you're not leaving town forever. <laughs> look what we got, guys. This is a little... HSD, that's Hope Service Dogs pin. That's our logo and it's a nice little acrylic pin. We had ordered some of these and I don't know if we're going to raffle them kind of thing. Uh, Do a fun follower like rate share thing, but we got some pins. We also got this. What is this you ask? This is a roll of 50 stickers. I like stickers and these are our new logo. And because I haven't really been live lately, you guys know that we changed our name to heart and soul canine or heart and soul dog training. Well, we also wanted a new logo. My logos have always been cartoony. I've had dogs juggling in the past and I wanted something more professional. Uh, We wanted to go with military type army colors. We didn't want to go with, you know, my fun colors of purple and bright blue. We wanted, we wanted to be serious, right? And we know that's going to change who our clients are i was talking with a good friend of mine lauren and we were talking colors and we we're looking at another friend's website and talking about which colors he should use on there so it's really neat to find out about all the color stuff that this is our new logo and i'm going to first explain it to you on what it is that you're looking at because we did put it out there and ask for um comments you know do people like it what's going on but I wanted to explain a couple things because I did have people tell me, well, none of them have service dog vests on. There's a reason for this being our logo. First off, triangle, because we have learning pyramids. What's a pyramid? It's a triangle in 3D, right? Uh, we have learning pyramids that we talk about, including the Maslow hierarchy of needs, which we call the Maslow pyramid. But we have the pyramid. And what it is is positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, and the arne po reinforcement. So we have three. This is three, right? It's the triad. It's the Trinity, but it's also what you do whenever you're training a dog based on your system. You take the po po ne po triangle and you divide it into thirds and you have the always help, the sometimes help, and the never help. So the triangle is a big part of what it is that we do. So we knew instead of a circle, which is what hope is, hope's a circle or a square or just dogs floating in space, we wanted to have a triangle that was very important to us to have that triangle first of all. Second, the two dogs on here tell the two stories that we talk to you about whenever we talk to you about NAPOPO and what it is. So I'm going to share that with you right now, okay? NAPOPO is a negative, positive, positive reinforcement training system where the dog learns to do on cue with heart and soul. Now you know where we get our name from, right? Two examples I want to share with you. One is you have a dog who when he's hungry, he picks up his food bowl in his mouth and he brings it to you and his ears are up and his tail is waggling and his eyes are burning like cigarettes at you. and he loves it and he does it with heart and soul and it's the best behavior that you've ever seen. Your dog's happy and energized and you say, hmm, I remember that. Now I'm gonna do a training session with my dog and I'm gonna get my dog to pick up this item if he can pick up a metal bowl, which could be hard for dogs to pick up, he should be able to pick up this other item with no problem. And what happens is the dog says, Mm-mm, no, no, nothing goes in my mouth. And you think, but you just had a bowl in your mouth. And now why won't you take this thing I'm giving you? Or another example, you have a dog who's out on a walk and he sees a smell on the ground. Well, he smells a smell on the ground. I guess he wouldn't see a smell on the ground, but There's a smell on the ground and he's sniffing at it and he's sniffing at it and you just hear that going into his nose and he just loves it so much and you try to pull him away and you cannot pull this dog off of that smell. It is the best smell in the world and you think maybe he really likes nose work and tracking and maybe I should try to introduce him to some scents and some odor and see how my dog does. Training session happens, you're all excited remembering the, the heart and soul and passion and joy that he just shared with you. So what do you do? You get out of scent and you show it to your dog and your dog acts like he doesn't have a nose. And why is it? Why is it whenever it's their idea, they love it and they want to do it with heart and soul. But whenever you try to get them to do those exact same behaviors, no, nope, they don't want to do it. Why is it? Well, the first questions we have to ask ourselves is well why does a dog do anything and for this you're going to get so many answers including well a dog does because i'm his master or a dog does because he loves me or a dog does because you know he instinctively knows that i'm the one who rescued him from that really terrible situation really that's not why a dog does why does a dog do It's to better their own situation why do you do things to better your own situation right how does a dog better their own situation? So if, if what they do is better their own situation, that's their goal. How do they better their own situation? Well, they better it through po-po- nepo- nepo-po, avoiding corrections and aversives. And in translation, that means positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement is not the opposite of positive reinforcement, guys. So negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement, NapoPo, which is the negative positive positive, the dual reinforcement that is unique to NapoPo. Registered trademark of Michael and Bart Bellin. Uh, they do it through those if we like the behavior, or avoiding the corrections and aversives if we don't like the behavior, or you can just ignore it. But that's how dogs learn, right? What do we do how do we get there what we do is we use operant conditioning and classical conditioning to train the dogs how do we do both of those well we use operant conditioning is what we do we wait for a spontaneous behavior for example this morning i was training the goldens individually i brought them into the office i put one of our purple mats from hope on the floor and i had my manners minder ready and what i did is i captured their spontaneous behavior going on towards or downing on the mutt mat and whenever they would walk towards it they would get a, a dute and they would come and they would eat from the manners minder okay they would walk onto it they'd get the dute eventually walk onto it and down and it was so funny because Siren who's the youngest it's the first time I've really done a bunch of shaping stuff with her in the last two months you know because I've been gone and she's only five months old now. So for her, you know, it's all new. And even though we've done manners minder with her before and we've done shaping with her before, it's been two months and she doesn't remember. So what happened was she was learning it. Well, she thought it meant the cat was in the room to go over and see the cat. So she would ever saw the cat came back and laid down by the manners minder and looked at me as if to say, where's my food? It didn't come out. So I had to tell her, go over there again but I'm trying to stay out of it as much as possible. So she walked over, boom, doot, she goes over, she eats. Capturing the spontaneous behavior. How can we do that? Positive reinforcement training, where you add something that they desire, a small good little reward thing. Uh, Negative reinforcement, where you remove a small unpleasant. What is negative reinforcement? Well, everyone knows positive reinforcement because clicker training and food and treats. First, we don't use treats, we use existential food, which is the food that they need to to grow and to live. Now, sometimes I do have owners bring in treats and I will use them, especially with puppies because I'm on a tight schedule. And I don't want the dog to only work for treats. So this isn't dessert training, this is existential food training. Negative reinforcement, I want you to remember, think about this, you go into your car, you sit in your car, you do not put your seatbelt on and you turn the car on and you put it into drive and you go, what's your car going to do? It's going to ding at you because you didn't put your seatbelt on. And whenever it's annoying enough, you're going to put your seatbelt on or you're going to cut your seatbelt off and just shove it in there so you never have to worry about it again. But the point is, the point is, that's negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement isn't, you know, kicking, hitting, punching your dog. Negative reinforcement is just the removal of a small unpleasant. And it can't be a bad, big unpleasant because reinforcer means you desire that behavior to be repeated and it will be repeated, okay? So we have those and then the ne-po-po is the negative, positive. positive. Two positives to one negative, right? Uh, that you'll learn more about whenever you work with me because I'm pretty awesome and I know ne-po-po a whole bunch because I've spent a lot of time with Bart and Michael and gone to a lot of the school, right? I know my stuff, trust me, I know my stuff. Uh, and then correcting is if they know what to do and you tell them what to do and they don't do it that's a that's when a correction comes in and aversive is if you're watching your dog play in the yard and he starts trying to dig or jump the fence or eat the hose or climb a tree you know things that you don't want to chase the cat chase a car tire. Those things would be aversive to get rid of. Or the other thing you can do is ignore it. But a lot of times ignoring a bad behavior doesn't tell the dog you don't want the behavior. It just tells the dog you don't care about the behavior. But depending on your training system, you can use those. As the dog does the behavior more and more and more, you can name the behavior and put it on command. So then you can ask for it, right? And whenever you name it, it becomes classical conditioning and whenever you get it where it's named and it's doing good when when is it done whenever it's i say you do with heart and soul that's our end goal for every command you can put every command on what we call reflex response which means it's just like a reflex a natural reflex or there's learned reflexes what's a learned reflex i'm going to use driving again you're driving you see the flashing red and blue and white lights in your rear view mirror and you know a cop's behind you, what do you do automatically? What's the first thing you do? Your foot goes on to that break. Every time, right? It happens. Did, did somebody tell you when you see that, do that? No, you just, were you born with it? No. What were, what were reflexes that you were born with? Breathing could be a natural reflex. The whole kicking whenever the doctor does the pump on your knee, with that little triangle plastic thing, and they tap your knee and your foot goes out, you're not saying foot go out, it just happens, okay? So every command should be reflex response, should be I say you do with heart and soul, I don't want you to look like a dead fish. So that's operant conditioning. Classical conditioning is whenever you take a known signal or behavior and you pair it with an unknown. So as you're training your dog, Right. If you're using, say, tactile commands, you can use a tactile command. Before you do it, you say the name. So you're taking the new thing, which is the name, right before the known thing, okay? And that's classical. Classical is a lot easier to generalize, right? Uh, Once they get it, they get it and they got it, but you have to do it the right way. For example, sit with the hand at the same time, one of them's going to be stronger than the other one. Or here's a great example. Our first Malinois was Arrow, okay? And that was pre-Django. Django could be called a rebound because we got him because of what happened with Arrow. He died at six and a half of lung cancer. And we found out within a week, we, we, we put him down one week later exactly, um, because he couldn't breathe. And even if we would have done everything for him that they were recommending we do, he wouldn't have lasted a year and it would have been a miserable year for him. So we couldn't do that. But he had one issue that I could never resolve. So did my Husky. My Husky's issue was she would run. So we would go to the dog park and I would have her on a four foot leash. That was her dog park leash. So as she was running around, I could just step on the leash at some point to get her because her come when called was terrible. If I would have had e-collar then, how much nicer would that have been? But I believe in drunk the Kool-Aid of the posi-only training philosophy and thought that they were the devil instead of the miracle awesomeness that they are when you're using them with the right trainer. Okay, uh, but back to to Arrow. His problem was out. Something's in his mouth to get it out, and we played around and did some bite work. It was always ever in prey or play. It was never in defense. Okay. But for him with the bite, even if it was just a tug, right? Because it was fun. He's a male it was the best thing in the world. Even with it being just a tug, if he had something in his mouth and you told him out, he wouldn't necessarily drop it. And I had worked with a number of trainers, um, world known trainers and local trainers, Uh, who did the whole competition-y stuff and the police canine stuff, and nobody could help me. I was told to have a second toy that whenever he had the first toy in his mouth, I could present the second toy, and he would drop the first toy, didn't work, Uh, to use a pet convincer and tell him and and do it. He he didn't care about the pet convincer. You know, that's that's unlimited time offer, and pretty soon he's not going to care about that. Uh, What else were we told? Those were the two big ones. Because nobody really knew what to do. I know what to do now. But it's a matter of the using and understanding classical conditioning to get it to work. Either way you go. If you go operant conditioning or if you go classical conditioning or if you kind of merge the two of them and you use the two of them together, it'll become I say you do with heart and soul. Heart and soul, right? So that's the whole thing. That's, that's how we're going. Uh, and that's where this comes from which was the whole point of this story in the first place, which just brought something, what did he bring? The checkbook and something. Oh, the hay. We got hay rolls yesterday for the cows and the goats. So that is the story of our logo. It's the story of Napo Po. It's the story of the awesomeness. Now, there's something else to add to that. And what that is, oh, that's a nice sticker. I'm putting it on my notebooky here, because we got... And we also got magnets, too. So if you guys want sticker or magnets, or the pin, let me know. uh, And we could probably take care of it for you. But, well, work on taking care of it for you. Uh, Could I help you, Lucy? Now, with all of the training that we do, in total, there is a legal framework that we must remember. And when the legal framework is, are you going to help with this? Thank you. Thank you for the kisses. Luce. So this is the mama of Siren. She, when I saw Siren, I thought she was Lucy. Uh, legal framework is, without it is forbidden, verboten, it is forbidden without valid reason to inflict pain or to cause harm and suffering to an animal or a person. I mean, really, if you want to get technical, you can't do it. And so a lot of people think that because I use e-collars, I must cause pain and suffering to the dog. And that is how I train them. And that is not how I train them. It is forbidden without valid reason to cause pain, suffering, and harm to the animals. And that's not what we do. I mean, I'm sure some trainers are, but they're not trainers that I would recommend. But that's not what we do. However, if it is for something to save a dog's life or to save the life of a human, you can, okay? Not that we do, but you've got to remember that too. So some of the dogs that you see out there, it's them or it's you, right? And that's why I like working with my service dogs. Not that I can't work with the aggressive ones. That's that's what Rich does. But, uh, but you have to remember that too. So what do we do? Is we teach them the tactile with the e-collar and to us, E-collars don't cause pain and don't cause harm because we know how to uh, to do it right, you know, and to do fantastic with it, which is what we want. It's what everybody wants. Everyone wants to be the best trainer that they can be. Now, I wanted to, to, well, I'm going an hour today. That's my goal. So I still have 25 minutes, which is good because I wanted to talk about something that someone had asked me to talk about. And what that is, is... Calm dog versus crazy dog. (laughs) You guys know what I'm talking about? So people see the dogs out at times, and they think, that poor dog is just so sad. Why is he so sad? (sighs) He's not sad. He's calm, honey. There's a big difference. And they'll see a crazy hyper dog who's so jacked up he can't control himself. He poings off of everything, and he pees all over the place because he just can't handle it. Look at how happy that dog is. What we need to do is dog owning people and dog loving people is we need to help them differentiate between calm and crazy. A calm dog is a calm dog. Now when Arrow would work for me, his ears would be back. Instead of being up ears, they would be back. Thank you, Nicole. I'm glad to be back. Uh, but his ears would be back and those were his working ears and he was confident and he was serious. Well, we had people would see him and they'd say, oh, look at that poor sad dog. He doesn't want to work. Karen gets it from Holstein whenever she has him out. Now, you know, he's retired now. Uh, Ross is stepping into his role and then Diana and Fluffy will be trained for that as well. And sorry, leg spasm. So if I'm making weird faces, leg spasm, which I've been dealing with since May, June. Uh... It's super fun, but magnesium has been helping, which is nice. There we go, and it passed. No, it didn't. I lied. Uh, She'll have him out. She had him out at IACP conference last year in Colorado and had a trainer giving him a hard time, giving her a hard time and him a hard time. over tools that she was using and, and, you know, about her dog being so calm and good and sweet, and he wouldn't need that because look how good he is. Well, just stop, just please stop it. But she'd get that out. You know, look at how sad he is. He doesn't, he shouldn't be working. Look how sad, look how sad. <laughs> Joanne just said, oh, Nicole said, Doc's so serious when working. Ria's such a goof, very different dog. So Doc is her Mal and Ria's her poodle. Yeah, yeah, the Mal's can be very serious about it, which is pretty awesome. And Joanne just said, We got that. when We took Allie out one day. A lady said she looks so sad just lying there. But of course that was after she wanted to pet her. And I said, no, right. She wanted to pet her to make her less sad, Joanne. But people can be just so funny about it. So here's one trick that I found when I had the training center. People would come in and my dog would be, Arrow would be on place or gypsy or not gypsy, um, zoe or jedi my german shepherd whoever i had out there i'd have them on place usually with their head down because i do work on putting your head down because it looks cute right i like to be able to say head and they pop their head down so they would come in um or if i was working one of their dogs and i had their dog on place or in a down stay i don't want their dog vibrating with anticipation right i want their dog to just chill out and not expend extra energy at this point point. and if i said to them look how calm your dog is. Before they said, look how sad the dog is. There was a huge difference in that. If I could say it first, that became the truth. And if they said at first, they would really never want to listen to what I had to say, which is the truth, because this is what I do. It's my profession, not making flat dogs, not making Sad dogs, but making calm dogs who have an on off switch. An on off switch is a good thing, right? I feel like Martha Stewart, it's a good thing. Uh, that's what we need to do. When people start talking to us about our dog, yep, you can see how calm she is. Now, when she's playing, oh my goodness, she's a total different dog. But having that on and off switch gives her time out to just lie here and be good. And it gives her that crazy time because she knows the difference. My dogs know the difference. And I like that. A dog needs to know the difference, right? They do. And knowing that, sorry, like that's still going on guys. Knowing that they have a time to be crazy means that they don't have to be crazy parkouring it up in your living room. Or you know, you're know you trying to sit and have dinner with friends, you don't need your dog jumping over the table to help himself to the turkey you have on it. You know They need to understand that play happens outside, not inside. I don't want them playing inside, no. I mean, we have to do training inside, but the play, the crazy run around like an idiot, that happens outside. And so many people have problems with their dogs, but then they believe silly things like, look how sad he is. And again, we don't want that. And it's up to you. You have to be the one to tell them. And if they come up and they say, you know, oh, can I pet your dog? My response is always, no, he's working or she's working. Because they don't need to be petting my dog. Uh, We've had people yell at us about it, service dog or pet dog. It doesn't matter, companion dog. I don't want your dog, I don't want every person my dog sees to be a potential for being pet. My dog gets pet whenever I say it. And especially now with COVID going on, like, I don't want weirdos touching my dog. What if they have COVID, they just cough, they pet my dog, and then I pet my dog, or an old lady pets my dog, and then she gets COVID because my dog was the the transferer, you know? (laughs) Ha-ha, fur -er. and she has fur, fur, uh, logo and packing is what we've, we've covered so far. So then whenever I upload it for the podcast, I know what I've been talking about. Uh, so yeah, we need to, to nip that. I have people who have service dogs and they want everyone in the world to pet their dog and they don't see a problem with that. And what I tell them is, look, if everybody's allowed to pet your dog, which is fine. I mean, it's your business, it's your dog, then your dog's going to not be as focused on you. And he's going to be more distracted on everybody in the world who's allowed to pet him. If you want somebody to pet your dog, if you want your dog to be able to be pet by people, what you need to do is ask your dog. So this is what we do. Dog, do you want to say hi? And I do the hand and I point towards the, the new person. If my dog steps forward, And wants to say hi and get pets they are allowed to they're not allowed to jump up they're not allowed to paw at the person they're allowed to move forward to get pets and if my dog has a preference like he loves to have scrunchies on his head I will tell them that or oh she really likes to be underneath the chin right there is the best spot I will tell them that but if my dog stands still and doesn't move forward nope doesn't look like she wants it today what you don't want to have happen is Oh, I'm going to go and say hi to your dog. And you go into the dog's personal space, and the dog has no choice. You don't want that to happen. It's, it's rude. It's very rude to the dog. It's rude to you. It's rude to them. And that's when bites can happen, you know. So we don't want that to happen. So we need to remember that. Uh, when you get back in November, CGC with Allie. Yeah. Heck yeah. Joanne, I think that'd be fantastic. Let's do it. Uh, we do have our service dog school up through, I want to say the 11th. So say mid month onward, we'll be available for it. And candy puppy should be on the ground. The ginger puppy should go home (laughs) while we're doing the service dog school, of course. So we need to, as we figure out who gets what puppy, let them know when they can pick up and then Rich can just take care of of handing puppies out to people whenever they come, which is good. Uh, what else we got? Breeding dogs. Oh, puppies. Huh. This could be a whole podcast on its own, but I'm going to touch on it briefly. Service dog puppies. Our puppies were born in May. It is now October. Our puppies are now five months old from the frozen litter. Okay. For the frozen litter puppies, seeing where they're at and what they've been doing. And with my newfangled skills in training, we can get them trained up, especially with the sit down, come play, stay heel, on leash and off leash during the three week board and train when they're six months old or older, it's not a problem. So many people, and I've talked to some of my students also, and I need to get this out to all of them as well, where they are upset that their dog isn't doing whatever at this age. Now, while they're young, while they're two months to six months old, you have two primary goals with your dog. The first one is to potty train your dog. So your dog understands to go outside to potty and not have accidents in the house. And the next one is socialization. Socialization is not everybody touches my dog. Socialization is exposure to the world. So that could be go to a park and sit and watch. It could be go to Lowe's or Home Depot. You can go to pet friendly places. If you have a service dog in training, a service dog prospect and your state allows it because that's up to the individual state, not the ADA for service dogs in training. You may be able to take your service dog in training out to stores. If so, you will keep your outings to five minutes or under. Do not have your service dog in training in the stores longer than that. They cannot handle it and you will burn them out. Okay, so you can do those city parks. They're usually dog friendly, uh, up and down your driveway, up and down your sidewalk, you know, some farmer's markets will allow them be careful because your dog's not fully vaccinated, uh, during that time. And you don't want your dog to pick up anything from weirdo dogs. So I don't do dog parks. I don't do dog heavy places. So I don't take my dogs to the pet stores, especially Petco now because Petco's a wanker, um, with their whole, we're not going to use these tools because they're the devil. Okay, Um, but what, what you can do is work on introducing your dog to a variety of things, introducing your dog to the clicker, the clack clack, the box, the back tie, over things, under things, around things, the sit, the down, the tactiles, get them exposed to all of that. So whenever they hit around six months old and they're ready for it, they can hit the ground running, which is what we want. It's what we want for every one of the dogs, right? And then we can do the obedience, We can work on the tasks, we can work on the public access, and it'll be a lot easier and it's a much less stress for you as well, because I don't want having a puppy to be stressful with our puppy programs. For service dogs and then some of our pet programs as well, because we released we have some new pet programs out there for puppies and with that you want. You want your dog to be a dog, but you also, I know people need the support from the time, for some people they need that support at eight weeks old when they get their puppy and they bring it home. Potty training, puppy chewing, all of that. What do you do with your dog? Cause you're either teaching your dog what it is you want them to do, or they're discovering things you might not want them to do, right? And you want them to be good and to do well. So we start help from the beginning. You know, while I don't take them into board and train, for the adult stuff until they're six months old. I do take them in younger. Uh, I believe we have a 10 day and a two week program. Uh, Depending on what your goals are, we can do like the companion dog, pet dog stuff and, and put some of the behaviors on them. Or we can do what we call an ignition board and train. If your goal is maybe sport work or competition work or whatever, you know, or if you have a dog who's shy and we're working on combating that we aim more for the ignition stuff and that's the fun stuff to do but don't worry if your dog doesn't know sit at four months old like i said ours uh siren's five months old karen and i were talking on the drive home over the weekend about possibly going to universal today that was one of our goals we got home and these puppies were pulling every which way. And we both looked at each other and we said, "Yeah, we're not doing universal because they're too big to go in the stroller now." Remember when I left, they were normal size. Now they're huge. Uh, yeah, we're not. They're not ready for it. So they got this exposure, the socialization from the time they were six weeks old. I think is the first time we had them there, up until what were the August? I think we had them in. So four, three months old, you know, and then the last two months I've been gone. Yeah, so three to five months old, I've been gone. So Rich has been working, but he's been working on the fun stuff, which was fine, I don't care. Like I I can fix the don't pull on a leash three weeks while she's six months old or older. I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned, is she a happy, confident girl? Is she friendly? Does she have spunk? Does she have a little bit of sass and attitude? That's fine you know, is she going to flatten if she gets a correction? I hope not. So we use this time for them to understand what the dryer, the washer, the vacuum cleaner, you know, the dishwasher, the lawnmower, the cars going by, the cows in the yard, the chickens, the goats, you know, going for car rides. We can put the training on her at six months old. I'm not going to put it off forever, right? But I, I can wait a month to do it. It's not going to be a problem. And then it's done and it's fast and she can understand it. If I do it at this age, she won't fully grasp it. So we want to wait because it's the best for her and for me. Joanne said my pups would rule my house if they didn't board and train with you. <laughs> That's awesome. They were fun. I'm looking forward to seeing them again because I'm betting they've gotten a lot bigger too. Um, but yeah, Mia and Allie were hers. They were the Bernie Doodles. I really liked them. They were super fun. And I believe one of them went home with Rich here. So I haven't even got to see the final result. Uh, but yeah, so we we're excited. We're excited for what the future holds for heart and soul dog training, which used to be known as dream dogs. What the future holds for Hope Service Dogs. Uh, you know, we have our Doberman litter coming. That'll be our, our third litter and our first Dobie litter. Uh, and, and just take it from there, right? You know, what can we do? What can't we do? It's going to be fantastic and I'm super stoked and I'm so glad to have you guys along for the ride with us. If you have any questions, let me know because questions are always good. Uh, I do like questions and I'm trying to see comment wise. I'm not seeing comments, but that doesn't really mean anything because sometimes they all pop up afterwards, which is super fun. Uh, But yeah, we, One comment here, welcome back. Okay, good, I didn't miss that. Uh, As we're sitting in my lap listening, that's awesome. I love uh, whenever you share how he's doing in the group. So we have three different Facebook groups. We have one for students, and those are people who come and do the in-person class with us. Uh, We have one in online discussion group that you all are welcome to join. Uh, Service dog or not, you guys are all welcome in that group. And then we have one for online course members only. And that's for the online service dog course, not the online pet dog course, uh, puppy cuddler, right? Joanne, you were a fantastic puppy cuddler. And let's see, I think they're three weeks old now. So Joanne, if you do want to reach out to Karen and see when she's ready for puppy cuddlers, it might be next, the end of next week, but if you're going to be leaving, it might not work out. But if so, like I said, we'll have candy puppies. If they're born the end of October, Uh, they will be ready to go home around Christmas time. And we actually have Karen, uh, her husband is a military veteran and they get passes for SeaWorld. So she got us passes for SeaWorld, was it last year? And then she got them again this year. And last year we took Holstein and Candy. this is before I had my wheelchair because we had to rent one. Uh, And this year we're going to go again The five of, us. Uh, there is a goat walking down my driveway. It's one of my goats, but he ought not be walking down the driveway. I'll let Rich know. And, uh, and so we're going to go to SeaWorld, and that might be before or after Candy has her babies. We're not sure. We have a babysitter lined up, puppy sitter. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go, and depending if we can get, if Siren's ready for it or Gypsy will go. I don't know which one. Uh, I'd love to do, be able to bring Siren, but I also want to be able to be there the whole time because we only go to SeaWorld occasionally. So I'd love to be able to be there the whole time. So it just might be gypsy just because it's easier. And we can always do Siren to Universal or Disney. And then if we get there and she tires out after an hour, I don't feel guilty and I'm not dragging a puppy all around the park. And that's one of the nice things with living an hour, well, 45 minutes to an hour away from the parks, is if we go there, we can just sit and watch things happen. We can, that's when they get their food and it doesn't matter. It works, right? Whereas if we're going to go for the day that I paid for or that she paid for that we were given, you know, we don't want the oh, what are we going to do? The dog's done. And that's whenever dogs have a bad time and have a bad experience. So while I'd love to say she'll be ready and she'll do well there, she'll still be less than six months old. So probably won't happen. You know, what'll probably happen is we pick out a time when she's ready for it and we just go to Universal or Disney. Universal's nice because you have the whole City Walk area. So, if nothing else, we just go and we sit at City Walk and we watch things happen. Uh, you know, Magic Kingdom's one I won't do first with the dogs because it's so long to get into the park and there's so many people and it's so crowded. Animal Kingdom's hard as well because it's the hottest park. Um, you know, there's a goat walking up and down the driveway. I know. Okay. I let them all out. Okay, I didn't know. Actually, I actually opened one door, I opened one gate, and one of them to go out that gate, and of course they didn't want to follow me. They would rather get okay. themselves out yeah, in their know. own gate, Well, they the other gate on their own without me. Siren. So, come here. Show everybody how big you've gotten. Come here. Oh my gosh, she's so huge. Here's Siren. This is our little puppy that we kept. Oh my gosh, she's so big. So she looks so much like her mama. She's so sweet. I mean, Lucy's so sweet too, which is nice. But uh, this new litter, the Beauty and the Beast litter, is so much bigger. You know, they were born bigger, they put on weight faster, and there's less puppies too. So, you know, I'm sure that has something to do with it. But it's just neat seeing the differences between the two litters. And, uh, oh gosh, she's just so cute. Come here, show people how cute you look. There, this is how cute she looks. Look. Ezra could have a little girlfriend, what do you idea? Hi, and that's her mama saying no, she's my baby, no, hi, yes, <laughs> I was doing nails today, so we put them up on the pedestal for nails and brushing, because for me that's the easiest, I can check them over for hot spots, fleas, ticks, check ears, check teeth, check eyes, do nails, I love the pedestal. I had Lucy up on the pedestal, and Siren kept putting her little front paws up on it because she wanted done first too. So that's what we do with the dogs a lot of times is we will put the one who knows what to do and let the other one just watch it and be jealous, okay? But this is mother-daughter right here, if you guys can see this. Uh, And she was, but I I got her nails. Her (laughs) nails were so long. Did you do their nails while I was gone, Rich? Maybe. Maybe he didn't do that. He doesn't like doing nails as much as I do. I had puppy nails to take care of. Yeah. And then this is Lucy. Course, this I don't is know what mama. The other two months. I don't know what happened, but still. Yeah. He had puppies for a week, uh, but that's okay. I'm home now. Things are going to be amazing. So stay tuned. Uh, it's going to be an easy week for us this week. Cause like I said, I'm still, Oh, ha-ha. so you guys heard, right? I had an ear infection. I had a really bad day where I was dizzy. And then I was dizzy for a couple of days after that. Uh, I had the muscle spasms. Which is still going on. The slice on the bottom of my toe, which kept splitting open, and I had a full thickness burn, which means it's a third degree burn. Which Rich sees. What was it last night? And he's like, "You need to get to the doctor." Like, there's nothing the doctor. It's just a hole burned in her. It's It's a a hole burned in me. Well, no, it's like a. uh, It was three inches, man. It shrunk up. It heals from the inside out. Karen's been keeping an eye on me. It's all good. No, it's a deep hole. It is a deep hole. It's gross. It's super gross. But it'll be fine. So I don't show people because it's really gross. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it'll be good. So yeah, uh, even with all of that stuff, ear infection, burn, slice, spasms, this autonomia. and I had I think once I got I had something accidentally glutenized because I did not have a good day. But um, but yeah, yeah. It's been fun and it'll be fun for you guys. So I'm taking requests. If you have any topics you'd like to hear us discuss, Uh, we will be doing group class Saturday morning. I don't know what we'll be doing, possibly just introducing you guys to the new guys in, uh, and how we get started with it. Uh, I do wanna, we're gonna work on our eval. I have how many weeks, I have two months worth of notes that I have to transcribe. Uh, But today was order stuff on Amazon day, which was fun and work the doggies. So I'm gonna go work them for their dinner find out what they're we're having for our dinner. And I will talk to you guys later. I hope you have a fantastic week, a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Don't get the COVIDs. And check us out. Heart, soul, letter K, number nine, and Hope Service Dogs. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Uh, we. Oh, I'm also on TikTok now. It's uh, nepopo, N-E-P-O-P-O, uh, Vic, V-I-C, vic Okay. Some service stars have resting bitch face. They really do. And so do I. So it kind of works out good as I was telling them (laughs) because silver school, super gold, and then gold school, we had different people for all three of them. And as we were talking, they all got to hear that I'm the nice one or rich is the nice one. I'm, I can be the cold hearted bitch apparently, but it works, you know, but rich is the nice one resting bitch face. It helps. So sometimes when I'm out with them and I just, I can't anymore, Rich comes over and he is so nice about it. And I'm just like, but, but yeah, yeah, it works out well. We also have plans. Um, Karen, we're going to get her van fully outfitted. She has all the roughlands. We're going to get it organized and see how that goes. And then I told Rich we need one as well. So we need to get to the bank and open up the heart and soul bank accounts. And, um, see if we want to go with the loan from them or how we want to go about doing this. If we want to do it under heart and soul, uh, but we need to get a van and then we're going to need to wrap, wrap all of our vehicles. Maybe I have to talk to him about wrapping the trucks. And then we're not doing the Jeep because we only have the Jeep, I think for another year. So we're not going to do that one, but we'll see what all happens. Okay. So stay tuned. You'll be hearing and seeing us more and more. Uh, Until then share, like us, follow us, um, leave us reviews that are good. If you're going to leave us bad reviews, don't leave us bad reviews. (laughs) Some people, man, I tell you, some people are strange. They don't understand that not only that this isn't like a hobby, fun thing, this is my business and this is how we survive, right? So I, I don't do stuff for free, free. I do this type of stuff for free, free, but, uh, you know, I've had people in the past, you use essential oils and you like Young Living and therefore I don't like you. And I'm going to leave you a on one star review. Seriously? Um, I don't like that you use shock collars. One star review. I don't even know who you are. It's okay. One star review. Okay. Uh, people are strange, but you know, you try to find any information out about them and it's impossible. And I'm thinking, where do you work? So I can leave your place a on one star review, but I wouldn't cause let them. Okay. And you can also, even if you don't listen to the podcast, because what I do is I strip this out and upload it for the podcast, uh, do the video because you can't do audio or audio goes to the podcast, video goes up to YouTube without the voice stripped out. But uh, but yeah, yeah. If you can find us on podcasts and leave a, a rating for us too there, that would be awesome. Okay. All you have to do is search Napopo and, and you'll find us everywhere. <clears throat> or like I said, Hope Service Dogs or Heart Soul Letter K number nine. Talk to you guys next week or Saturday, whichever comes first.